welcome everybody. It's lovely to see all the faces that I know and um, have been sitting with these last few years. So we'll take people still arriving, but we're going to just sit together and take some time to kind of really lean into whatever's there, whatever that is right now, just taking some time to be with ourselves.
So if we say together the verse of the robe, vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction, wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction, wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction, wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature. I was just sitting here feeling um, such a lot of gratitude for people coming making the effort to be here and to create a space that we can share and explore and meet. Um, and I'm really grateful to Flint for asking me to sit in this seat um, just a little while before I'm entrusted as a lay Zen teacher. And um, it feels like such an honour and a privilege and um, and a par <laughs> and a little odd <laughs> um, as well. All of those things. Um, and and at this moment in time, I'm I'm kind of really aware of the danger that so many are living in in the world. So much harm and hurt that's happening at the moment, and there's a way in which I I don't want to. Um, betray the privilege that we have of sitting in comfort to really acknowledge that right now we're sitting here in a degrees of relative safety um, and I am also deeply grateful to my practice because it feels like practice is one of the ways to make a container um, where we can sit in comfort and live together in our troubled terrible miraculous world so for this next space of our time together um, i'm also thinking of and sending thoughts to all those people who aren't sitting in comfort and don't feel supported um, and loved and it feels like that sense of living with paradox and finding a kind of container that's big enough to hold all of this as as has certainly been my life's journey um, finding enough space to have all of the parts of me that I've struggled with or other people have struggled with um, and to find a space for all of that and I imagine for most of us sitting here that's also part of your journey um, to how do we live with this immensity and ordinariness of being human. Um, and today I'm kind of really noticing um, the, the, the extraordinary thing is I, I'm sitting on the other side of the camera and, and I'm not. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting in exactly the place that I've sat in for um, for two or three years now coming to the cloud sangha and um, and I tell you my heart does not feel quite the same so <laughs> there's a degree of kind of like oh this is a little different so to be here um, and on the other side and, and what is different and it's absolutely something and it's absolutely nothing and for me, being um, invited to be a teacher has been such an opportunity to explore um, this sense of what, what is the same and what's different. Um, and one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is thresholds, um, because I feel like I'm kind of sitting on one. I'm sitting right before the door um, where I'll find out what's different or not. Um, and a threshold can mean all sorts of all sorts of things from the kind of really simple it is literally 
the strip of wood between that goes by a door that you step over um, to enter a room or a house and it's also a point of entry and beginning for courses or something that you're going to do and it's also it says it's the magnitude or intensity that must be exceeded for a certain reaction so we all have internal thresholds things that we find tolerable and then suddenly they're not tolerable we have those kinds of thresholds as well and the maximum level of radiation or concentration <laughs> for it to be acceptable as a certain kind of risk. So it's also about kind of thresholds or about safety and danger. And it's a, definitely a dividing line, a crossing between in and out and, and a tipping point. So uh, we're all used to and we will all have experiences of thresholds places that we have perhaps hesitated on the edge of or turned away from or had to manage in some way. And um, I think a lot of us dive over thresholds because <laughs> they're so uncomfortable. It's like, let's get this over with. Oh, God, Lord, let's just do it. Um, so this sense of kind of walking in a really measured way towards a threshold has been a really interesting practice for me and I, and I'm sitting very much with my kind of oscillating need to not do it <laughs> let's just walk away from here you know before it all happens and and another just let's get it over with you know let's just uh, and it's really interesting to keep coming back to finding a place that's that's just I can hold it and just be with it. So I'm practicing curiosity. Um, I'm really practicing. I, I have no idea about this. I really have no idea about this. Of course, I have tons of ideas about this. And I have no idea about this. Mary Oliver in her beautiful poem, When Death Comes, says, um, I want to step through the door full of curiosity, wondering what's it going to be like that cottage of darkness. And clearly being entrusted is not a cottage of darkness. But I do want to step through it with curiosity. And I want to echo her words where she says, when it's over, I want to say all my life, I was a bride married to amazement. I was a bride married to amazement. I was the bridegroom taking the world into my arms. When it's over, I don't want to wonder if I have made of my life something particular and real. I don't want to find myself sighing and frightened and full of argument. I don't want to end up simply having visited this world. And there is something about that invitation to fully embrace whatever it is, is that happening, whether we know what's going to happen or not. Um, feels to me like really at the core of my practice at the moment. I really, really don't want to have ended up simply visiting this world. And of course, I will have simply visited this world. So I'm trying to practice staying with curios curiosity. And I know that approaching a ceremony, it will signal something. And yet I also hold that nothing actually changes. And how can I do that? How can any of us approach something where the other side is both known and unknown? And we often have ideas and assumptions, you know, once this is happened, it'll be like this or once this happens, you know, we might attach ideas of fear or anxiety or elation or joy, you know, when this happens, it'll all be all right. Or when this happens, it'll be a complete disaster. And it's really interesting to think, maybe I don't know. And we have a persistent and neurologically driven need for certainty against a world where we know the core of our practice is embracing uncertainty. And yet to manage the parts of us that persistently seek that kind of, it will be like this. So that knowing what is on the other side and it can really, you know, we can hesitate until we know. And yet we can't know until we step through. 
So I'm really curious about what it, I will feel like on the other side of entrustment. And I also feel really relaxed and kind of a bit kind of just like, I won't know even when I'm through. There's a line from Annie Dillard, which I just love, which is our line is a, our life is a faint tracing on the surface of mystery. Our life is a faint tracing on the surface of mystery. So it's like, here's another mystery. Here'll be another little bit of the tracing. And then as I was contemplating this idea of thresholds, which was the most immediate thing that occurred to me, was I, I was being really haunted by a phrase that I read years before I became kind of anything like a Zen Buddhist. Um, years ago when I read Zen Flesh, Zen Bones as in my 20s. And it's the really cryptic, before enlightenment, Wu Li says, before enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. And of course, I am in no way suggesting that my coming ceremony makes any comment about my enlightenment at all. But rather, it feels to me that how it points at nothing changes, even as everything changes. So maybe right now, for me, maybe it's before entrustment, sitting on my sofa with you, after entrustment, sitting on my sofa with you. And we'll see what happens. Flint talked last week about the Kohen Mu. He also talked about um, apocalypse and annihilation. And um, I, I, the part of me that gets easily amused by things was easily amused by the fact that I've often referred to myself as an apocaloptimist which is a truly wonderful word, an apocaloptimist, in which I know everything's going to hell in a handbasket, but I'm fairly chilled about it. <laughs> um, and I was thinking that how do we, how do we approach annihilation and apocalypse? And uh, certainly in recent years, I've probably struggled a little bit more to hold on to the optimist bit of, the, of that, but yeah. But he talked about the Kohen Mu, and I was thinking about the gateless gate um, as he was talking about it. And I was reminded um, from the kind of Instagram posts that I amuse myself with of seeing um, there are often kind of little films and they're usually dogs. And the dog is sitting, looking really longingly through a window to the great outdoors, to the outside where it wants to be. And it's really looking. And then the camera pans along a little bit to the open door. And, <laughs> and I sometimes feel like our practice is a bit like that. We're all kind of got our noses against the window, really looking at our idea of freedom on the other side. And yet somehow, there is this open door that's really close to us. So that sense of a perceived barrier that is no barrier, but it has to be crossed all the same. We have to notice where the open door is. Mumon said the great way has no gate. There are a thousand different roads. If you pass through this barrier once, you will walk independently in the universe. So there is no gate, no threshold, but there is a barrier, but the barrier is not between here and there. It is between our sense of separation and the emptiness that encompasses all things, which are barriers and no barriers. And then I read a beautiful piece by um, someone called Yonge Mingyur Rinpoche who was talking of a Tibetan, much more Tibetan kind of concept called the bardo. He said, consider the term bardo. It signifies an intermediary state, a pause that resides between moments. A pause that resides between moments. In this sphere of existence, one uncovers an abundant opportunity to truly comprehend oneself, to delve into the depths of reality, and to explore the, the intriguing crevices 
of these transient moments. The impending void can indeed induce fear, yet it's this very gap that transforms the perceived problem into a solution, cultivating joy in the process. What a gorgeous idea that is. The very gap that transforms the perceived problem into a solution, cultivating joy in the process. The key lies in acceptance and the courage to navigate through this bardo, embracing it as a pivotal moment in one's journey, of which there are many. Armed with the right guidance, one can metamorphose these moments into adventures, opportunities for self-growth and transformation. Thus the bardo in essence becomes not a void to fear, but a threshold to cross with awakened consciousness. So I'm kind of really intrigued by this idea of space and no space and the threshold that we have to cross to find that there wasn't a threshold. And I'm hoping that kind of has a, a sense of resonance for people of how, how many times we've hesitated before something and then we've done something and it's like, oh, now it's like this. And maybe it wasn't anything like I imagined. Maybe it was. As I was imagining this um, bardo, this place of pause that I'm in and not in, I thought about how we construct ourselves out of our experiences and our narratives and to explain who we are. And there's been some gorgeous research that shows as humans, we have this incredible tendency to make a reason as to why we're doing something. Uh, that's often not the reason why we've done something, but it makes sense to us in our narrative. And so we construct backstories that help us make sense of ourselves and the world. And as I was thinking about that, that kind of like, I imagined one of those travel gilets, you know, the kind of really fancy kind that's got sort of pockets all over it. And, you know, some of them are so secret that you've even forgotten what you've put in them. Um, you know, but you've got this thing and then to life, you're kind of pulling out of a pocket, you know, well, what's, what would my response be to this? And so I reach into a familiar pocket. Oh, here's a quote. You know, I know what my brain like, you know, here's a poem. Here's a quote. Here's a little sliver of my history, you know, and I'm using these pockets of my constructed self to say who I am and, and how I am or, Here's a, here's a little factoid, I love those. You know, here's an opinion, here's a possibility, and well, here's my insecurity or my anxiety or my ridiculousness. And as I was thinking about that and thinking about um, emptiness, I was thinking about what it would be like to have a pocket of emptiness, a little pocket that wasn't predetermined. And there was a pocket in which I could kind of put my hand and not know what was going to come out of it, but have some trust that it might be a, an appropriate response. And in Hakomi, which I've taught for some years, is we would often use the phrase, you know, knowing the difference between what's called up and what's called for and I was thinking what's called up is all the stuff from the pockets but sometimes what's called for is not knowing quite how to respond except in the moment to what's actually present and I loved Suzuki Roshi uses the lovely phrase letters from emptiness and he says when you see a plum blossom or hear the sound of a small stone hitting bamboo that is a letter from the world of emptiness. And I was thinking, well, maybe I couldn't find a letter, but I might find a postcard. <laughs> I might find some small place of emptiness. And, um, and the more I contemplated that, I was sitting with that idea of what would it be like to put my hand in the pocket where I don't know what's going to come out. I could feel both terror and joy, real terror and real joy in that possibility. 
and the more I kind of thought about it, I then got really interested in what would it be like to really do that thing we say, I take refuge, I take refuge in Buddha, I take refuge in Dharma, I take refuge in Sangha. What if the pocket was the place I took from where I took refuge? And so I was thinking that would be really interesting to trust that. And then I was thinking, what would it be like to be naked, to have no pockets? And while that might be something I don't exactly wish on the world, <laughs> it was a very intriguing idea of like, what would it be like to let myself respond from a place where I don't know what's going to happen? And so that's really been what I've been chewing around and I hope it has some resonance for people in how we meet how we meet this strange, peculiar life we have. Um, how we might stop relying on what we know and trust that what we don't know might be bigger and more interesting, uh, maybe more joyful than what we think we know. And I came across a poem by W.S. Merwin that I hadn't read. And I love that. I love the kind of like, oh, here's, here's somebody saying it um, kind of this way. So I read this poem in the light of pockets of emptiness, postcards of emptiness, not knowing. It's called How It Happens. The sky said, I'm watching to see what you can make out of nothing. I was looking up and I said, I thought you were supposed to be doing that. The sky said, hmm, many are clinging to that. <laughs> I'm giving you a chance. I was looking up and I said, I am the only chance I have. I am the only chance I have. Then the sky did not answer. And here we are with our names for the days the vast days that do not listen to us. I am the only chance I have. And the sky didn't answer. And here we are, here we are, with our names for the days and the vast days that do not listen to us. So if any of you are interested in this adventure of not knowing, <laughs> I'm ever so reluctant to say, ask me a question because you're most likely to get, I don't know. <laughs> but if you would like to meet, um, I'd be absolutely delighted to do that. We have Jan and Duncan. <laughs> Hello, Trudy. Hello, Jan. Hello. Well, and hi, Duncan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting on my sofa and I've seen you sit on that so your sofa and here we are. And nothing's different and everything's different. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to come up and and uh, embrace not knowing what the hell I was going to say, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, a, there's an edge around, for me, a big edge around not knowing. Um, I've been playing with uh, not knowing is most intimate for a long time. And then it falls off the shelf and I forget. So I'm really grateful to to have it put in front of my face again. I've been clinging to a lot of knowing recently, finding answers for, 
Um, and it serves you well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does actually. You know, it's it's important to rubbish it. So yeah, thank you. It serves me well very often. Yeah. Hmm. And. And. Um. When uh, when it leaves no room for not knowing. Yeah. And I love that idea of the pockets. And I have in my handbag, I have a pocket, lots of pockets. I like handbags with lots of pockets and I know what's ever in every little pocket. So I really like that idea. So yeah, what would be like to have not know and have in my pockets and see what I find. Ooh. What are you finding right now? A lightness. Yeah. There's a bit of joy. There's a bit of like excitement. Yeah. Um, yeah some joy yeah i can feel that i can really yeah. i've got i've got uh, what i often think of as my response is my waggy tail you know my tail <laughs> yeah 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 i feel a bit waggy too yeah. yeah yeah like there is something joyful in that yeah 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 it feels like um yeah sort of a a threshold i've gone through a threshold of sort of grasping at the knowing and like oh yeah there's that not knowing place i need to go there more often how big it is yeah it's like it's massive it's so expansive full of possibilities yeah Oh, thank you for sharing that with me. <laughs> thank you. I'm so delighted to uh, to be with you in inquiry. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Cassie. Oh. There we go. Hi, Cassie. Hi, Trudy. <laughs> um, I raised my hand because I have a waggy tail. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, I as as we began our sitting and and as you spoke. Um, I could tell that I was smiling all the way through it, you know, that I was just like, oh, my cheeks are hurting because I'm smiling. And then I'm feeling so touched that my eyes are watering and I, um, uh, I'm going to carry my pocket of emptiness mm. that, um, that, that was a turn. That's a nice, that, you know, I mean, and it's a nice turn of phrase, but it's a nice turn. Mm. Um, so I have some uh, deep appreciation for what you brought and most tenderly the way you brought it. Hmm. And I'd like to offer a deep question and mm. I, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I could offer you my deep I really don't know <laughs> and isn't that nice yeah oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah deep breath uh, yeah. I very much am looking forward to your teacherhood 
Thank you. We'll have an adventure finding out what it is, won't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be there with you. Yeah, I feel that. Thank you, Cassie. You bet. <laughs> Thank you, Trudy. <laughs> we have Suzanne next. Ah, Suzanne. Hello, Trudy. Hello. First, I wanted to meet you. Yes. <laughs> We've had a number of emails, which has just been lovely. But when I knew, actually, Maria reminded me that you were teaching today, which I was so <laughs> glad of. Um, I'm so glad to meet you and so appreciative of what you said about this time prior to entrustment, mm. I very much identify with you. Mm. And I'm still finding it out. And it's been two and a half years. So oh, I'm kind of hoping you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, you know, Flint often, but that his mentor often said, well, that's such a good question. <laughs> it, it doesn't deserve an answer. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. <clears throat> Mm. I was really touched that you cited Mary Oliver's poem, especially the end of it. Mm. It reminded me that I recently heard something that George Bernard Shaw supposedly said. He said, um, I want to leave this life all used up. Mm. And I thought, yes. Yeah. Yes. And since we don't know when that time is, I'm it, I think it just behooves, for sure, behooves me to live as fully as I can, fully as possible. Yeah, it's a real invitation, isn't it? Thank it you. is. It is. You know, it's, it's not like keeping the china for the best day, you know, for the, it's like, don't keep it for best, you know, break it, use it. Yes. Get, get the joy out of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And now that I've said that and heard what you said um entrustment was a doorway into that yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so thank you and i wish you so um much goodness as you take this step i wish i could be in england with you and um i will be able to see flint uh, on the weekend so i will send my love with him Right. And uh, um, just take care. Take Thank care. you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And we have Ryan next. Hi, Ryan. Hello, Trudy. Can you hear Hi. me all right? Perfect. Well, I'm uh, visiting your couch from Austin, Texas, and it's just so wonderful to um, listen to your teachings today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Um, what it brought up for me, you know, it was interesting hearing your remarks. I'm like, well, part of it is clearly prepared, and I love the thoughtfulness you put into it. But part of it, I could feel you just responding and being responsive and open. So I love this pocket of emptiness, but also there's some structure and some thought going beforehand. And you talked about um, what's coming up versus what's coming forward. Yeah. I'd love for you to distinguish that a little bit more for me, especially in sort of um, feeling it in your body. Like yeah. I'm a kinesthetic learner. So understanding Am I trying to hold on something too tightly here and structure it? Does it need a little more emptiness or is it too free flowing where, or is there too free flowing? I don't know. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> the thought, isn't it? So, I, I mean, I, I think you, you feel like you've really already got something because you've got some sense of, you know, is, is it about structure or is it about spontaneous responsiveness? So I think for me, what's called up is usually, you know, the familiar pocket stuff, 
you know, like like a, my my ego's hurt or I have to help or it's my job, you know, those kinds of constructs we have about ourselves. And they're often really useful, a bit like I said to Jan, you know, our, our histories serve us well. Uh, you know, they're, they're really often our good friends. But it's something about, but is that what's actually needed right now in this situation with this person? So for me, there's a, you know, it's, it's an odd thing to say there might be a pause before spontaneity, but it's like, what's called for here? You know, what's called for might be none of the things that I usually do. You know, and what's called for is, is often a kind of like, what's, what's actually needed? Not necessarily from me, but for this situation right now. So yeah, it has a sort of, I'm thinking about the kinesthetic sense of it. It's like, for me, it's got that kind of slight step back um, from the immediacy of my experience of like, oh, this is what I want to do. Um, but is that really the right thing? And it really might be, <laughs> um, but it really might be, yeah, seeing what happens, what's called for. Thank you. Joe. Pretty high. Hi, Joel. I, I, I've seen you many times and I don't feel that we really had a chance to meet before. So I'm very happy for this day. Very happy for you, mm -hmm. uh, for the steps you are taking. And I know they are steps. Mm -hmm. It's not an event that's happening. It's steps that you are moving toward. And I, I wrote down what you wrote or what you said, or at least my, to the best of my ability, I wrote down something that you said. We can hesitate until we know, and we can't know until we step through. Mm. And and then you followed up. And even when we step through, maybe we won't know then. Yeah. But stepping through is required. And uh, as someone who is very hesitant to, <laughs> to step through anything, <laughs> I know the truth of what you're saying. Yeah. Really, there is... There is something, there's something psychological, such as um, oh, reconfirmation of the ability to make choices. You know, you say, oh, I was able to make a choice and it's, it hasn't turned out so bad. Mm -hmm. um, something like that. But there's a much, there's a much broader sense that you were pointing to in your, <coughs> pardon me, quotations from the, from Suzuki Roshi and Yonge Mingur and and the others that you were pointing to, that that it is uh, it really has something about opening to all of life and all of the all of the universe that we find ourselves in. Mm. So, anyway, I want to say thank you for these remarks and 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 yeah, thank you. And I was just thinking, there's a book called some. It's something about awe. And I was thinking about, you know, when we step through, we often want it to be, you know, like small and, and, and somehow can we step through and, you know, there are more stars in the sky than we'll ever see, but what can we see? There's mm -hmm. something about that, you know, opening to something much bigger. Much bigger. Thank you. Yeah, and that, thank you for, for reminding me of that today. Yeah, thank you. Julia. Hi, Trudy. It's so lovely to see you sat in that chair. And um, <laughs> it's a, a bit of a threshold for me to step forward. Um, but if you can do it, then you're setting a prime example for the rest of us. 
and and it, it, it it's strange because what you were saying chimed with some things that were going through my head today. Um, I took a walk through the wood, which is always a a beautiful experience, and um, just processing some things. I think following a bit of a discussion with your your dear other half. <laughs> Um, and I was thinking about life and about trying to understand why I was the way I was, the way I am, should I say. And it suddenly came to me that there's no point in trying to look for the reasons for how we got here. Um, that all of a sudden there was that sense of, well, here I am. And arrived. Sounds like you arrived. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I know that um, I only have a short life. Well, we all do, really. Not that there's anything special about my shortness of life, just that there's more years behind me than in front. Um, and a real sense of opportunity to step outside of those things that keep holding me back mm. with a view to saying, well, you can just lay those aside and think more about what are the options to go forward. Mm. And it just, it just chimed with your threshold. Okay. So and I, you light up with it, you know, something <laughs> just looks so... Um... Like, yeah, what if it's an opportunity? What if this is an opportunity to not just be Julia, even though Julia is wonderful and magnificent? But, like, what if? What else can happen? And and, 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 and the sense of the empty pocket. Uh, and many times during this practice, I've had that sense of how naked can you go? Yeah. Um, and it's an interesting one. You start getting there and then reach for the wrap. Cover <laughs> up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so thank you, Trudy. And I look forward to sharing time with you at the entrustment. Ah, lovely. Really, really grand to have you there. Thank you. And we have Maria next. <laughs> here we go I'm lower my hand there we go <laughs> hi I love what um Julia just said how naked can you go but there's something about that um threshold I've always noticed thresholds in my life and you talking about them today was really quite poignant I think but it's it's like um we meet a threshold and it's like it's that waiting to feel ready always waiting to feel ready and and I've never felt ready and I've always had somebody luckily at the threshold who's just picked me up and <laughs> put me over you've been one of those in in one of the periods in my life that's just come on you're ready you know my driving instructor after you know three years of lessons come on you're ready oh. you know and there's always this but it's that that just thinking lately about that pocket of emptiness and about sitting in that still place you know and because it's like what does ready look like you know we're waiting even yeah what does it even mean maria yeah yeah it it's it's we're all it, it's like we can wait to be ready but we wait forever because we just don't know what it looks like and we're waiting for something to feel completely ready but there's always going to be like a hesitance or a restlessness in something new or a, a fear or a, a shakiness, a tremor. All of, it. All of it. And if we think being ready means we're like, you know, with a pre-basted chicken just to go in the oven, you know, <laughs> and that's all that's going to happen. I'm all prepared and now you just cook me. It's like it misses the whole transformation of being cooked. Mm. You know, yes. you, we're never ready. We're always ready. And there's that kind of... Um, if we're always meeting places and people with an idea or a preparation, 
it's like there's something about missing the meat always yeah. missing the meat because you're ready or there's an energy rather than like you were talking about reaching in that pocket of emptiness and just sitting there in that still place and just waiting like um, Ryan was talking about you know waiting for something to come forward rather than what would Maria do you know she's like you know it's a bit quiet here so let's make <laughs> Let, let's go fill in the space a bit you know let's, you know rather than you know is that really required right now and just to sit and see what arises how different that is when we just like what you said about like, what would it be like right now if we just sat and looked at the universe together mm. 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 yeah and it's that that pause that you were talking about that always going into the pause into the pocket yeah into the empty place before responding and like you said it might be that yeah let's let's all have a bit of a giggle or or it might be something a bit softer required here or but you can't meet the air if you're busy preparing you can't meet it can you it's that you know just settling letting our systems settle and i think that's where i'm up to i'm still watching, I'm still watching the universe what are you doing <laughs> i'm filling the space up because <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking well you know i can't just sit here we're in inquiry and you know oh i'll have to you know i have to say and it, it's that kind of like what we think we have to do yeah. when actually we can just the universe is doing just fine it's doing just and there's fine. nothing to do no there's, there's nothing to do there's nothing to prepare yeah it's there isn't it we have everything we have everything absolutely everything mm. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much, Trudy, and thank you for everything. <laughs> You're totally welcome. So I'm just going to, um, what I'm feeling is, you know, real gratitude for the people who've come forward, but also for everyone else being here and um, having this opportunity to meet um, and meet myself and meet my own curiosity and all of those things that have been with me today. So um, I'm just feeling a lot of gratitude and Really looking forward to seeing Flint quite soon uh, in person and all the people who are coming to our retreat, which is around ceremony. So I think we'll have lots of opportunities to notice what's called up and what's called for. <laughs> so um, we can finish with. I totally forgotten what we finished with, Maria. Give me a nudge. <laughs> Or practice principles. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish with those. So thank you. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. 
holding to self-centered thoughts exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Thank you all for being there and I look forward to seeing some of you in person very soon. I think Maria, you're on the porch. best unmute myself thank you so much Trudy and thank you for that wonderful talk it's moving through my body and and I can see from everybody's faces that it's moving through their bodies too so thank you thank you so much for that and uh, and if you'd like to offer Diana to Trudy um, then I've put the uh, the link in the chat and if you'd like to offer Diana to Apamada please do that also if you if you wish to and I'm going to stay here now for a further 30 minutes so if you'd like to join myself and others on the porch please please do thank you all so much thank you again Trudy <laughs> bye bye to those that are going love to you all <laughs>